Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And there's so many ways you can make money while traveling the world. Literally, the options are limitless. And unfortunately, a lot of people put barriers in the way saying, I can't travel because of the time, because none of money. But our, our guest today, he's actually traveled around the world as a speaker and he does a lot of philanthropy and we're going to be focusing on him uh, speaking at, at corporations and companies around the world but also on his project that he's uh, working on and focusing on in Uganda and Africa so uh, you know uh, Darren Jacklin is actually a good buddy of mine uh, we know each other for about five years back in Vancouver BC Canada uh, where we're both uh, living uh, so currently I'm actually in Georgetown Guyana of all places uh, traveling with my wife and kids and uh, when I had the opportunity to interview with Darren I, I jumped at it so it's a real pleasure to interview uh, a speaker that's speaking, uh, spoken at uh, different uh, Fortune 500 companies around the world, and uh, his time is valuable. And uh, you know, thank you uh, for offering your time to me and to our listeners and viewers today, Darren. Well, Ricky, I'm very grateful to be here and to be in service, and been in this industry a long time. So uh, since you know, June of 1995 is when I started full time. So I've got a lot of experience, and uh, so I'm grateful to pay it forward and pass on any knowledge I can share to uh, make a difference in people's lives. Absolutely, and I know Darren personally. He's definitely a difference maker, a change maker. So, Darren, uh, maybe you can do, give us a quick one one I mean, a lot of people uh, people know you from uh, uh, you know your your presence online on social media, uh, but there might be some people who uh, have yet to come across Darren Jacklin's path. So, tell us a little bit about your backstory and uh, uh, yourself, Darren. Sure. Well, I grew up in a small town in Canada called Swift Current, Saskatchewan, Canada. Less than twenty thousand people in population. And, you know, I went to public school all my life when I was in, you know, I was a year old. I had a sister died, an older sister died of a heart transplant failure at four years of age. And when I was put into uh, you know, kindergarten, it was challenging for me. Grade one, I failed and got sent back and then was put on a pharmaceutical drug called Ritalin for the rest of my uh, elementary school life. I actually uh, struggled academically through school. I was diagnosed with a learning disability and a reading disability at a very young age. And mm -hmm. so throughout my elementary, junior high, and high school, I actually was in modified educational reading programs and special needs classes. So I, uh, you know, rode the short bus to school in a sense that uh, of how I lived my life. And by the time I got into grade 11, uh, you know, I had very low self-esteem, very low self-worth, didn't have much self-confidence. And I was labeled most likely not to ever succeed to graduate from grade 12. Created my first little business when I was seven years of age called Rent-A-Kid <laughs> in Swift Current Saskatchewan. I used to go out and cut grass, shovel sidewalks in the wintertime, and deliver the newspaper six days a week. By nine years of age, I hired my best friends that lived in my neighborhood, and we'd go out there and cut grass and shovel sidewalks. And to me, that actually started to really shape my identity, Ricky, because I got significance and I got value by going to my neighbors in mm -hmm. my community where I lived. I struggled through school all my life. By the time I graduated, and then graduated in 1991, and left, left Saskatchewan, left Swift Current, moved to the Okanagan Valley of British Columbia called Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. And then I did multiple suicide attempts to end my life. I just feel I didn't matter. I had no direction. I had no focus. I had no purpose. I didn't believe in myself. I had a lot of negative self-talk. And I had no skills. You know, I felt I was just a throwaway type personality. And so my last day I went to do a suicide attempt at driving my car at 140 kilometers an hour, or 85 miles per hour towards a telephone pole. I had a divine experience where I remember like it was yesterday and I ended up stopping my car and drove into Vernon, British Columbia into a nonprofit organization, which is a crisis line, knocked on their door. A lady answered the door, brought me in, 
who was a registered counselor, and she started to counsel me. And then she referred me a few weeks later to a Dale Carnegie training program. Mm. And from there, I met some people back in the early 1990s that were involved with Toastmasters International. And that was the start of personal professional development training for myself. It, uh, you know, I was there to, to really, I was fighting for my life. And in my early, late teens, early 20s, I didn't believe in myself. I felt it didn't matter here on this planet. And I provided no value to anybody. And so when I got involved I, and I started to do very well in Dale Carnegie training and Toastmasters, I felt it was my obligation to pay it forward and pass it on and to mentor other people. And so in June of 1995, I uh, started knocking on doors and cold calling, terrified me, rejection. And so I went and got a job as a telemarketer making minimum wage dollars for a national magazine in Canada. And our quota per shift was 400 cold calls a day. We had to do it. It was all tracked and recorded and measured. And so I learned to smile and dial and dollar for dollars. And after seven months, I became top in Canada for uh, telemarketing for uh, home intrusion calls between 5 and 9 p.m. Monday to Friday and became top in Canada as a telemarketer. Mm -hmm. Then I left there and uh, created my own business back in 1995 using the yellow pages of telephone books. And I used to cold call um, a few hundred phone calls a day, cold calling various different businesses in the yellow pages to offer my speaking services, which is corporate training services back then. And I'd make 400 phone calls in a day and get 398 rejections and two yeses for proposals. And then from there, we'd go into a sales funnel and other proposals, you know, I'd close just a few out of 100 proposals. So it was, it was stressful times. You know, I was homeless for a period of time. I lived on welfare. I lived on the streets. Uh, I slept in the back of my car. I lived in an apple orchard. I lived in a tree house but I was hungry to will to, to grow and develop. And so today, now 22 years later, you know, I've traveled this world many times. I've trained and developed people in 46 countries on four continents. I personally trained and developed over 1 million people, also over 157 Fortune 100 companies, worked with many celebrities, celebrities, you know, CEOs, many billionaires, many people who are of influence today in business around the world. And I've been basically kept secret for many years because mm -hmm. when you travel and doing corporate training, you sign a lot of confidentiality and non-disclosure agreements, so nobody knows who you publicly are. And so now with social media, and now we're in the year, you know, 2017, I started to come out of, you know, the private uh, corporate world and come into the public eye to really make a difference. So I'm on track now to build a $100 million net worth over the next 10 years. I've already made a few million dollars my, myself. And what I'm doing now is going to build up a $100 million plus net worth and then contribute 99% of that wealth to my foundation for global philanthropy and humanitarian projects around the world. So we're actually building the master plan right now for that, a very detailed, very thorough, very methodical plan over the next 10 years and uh, building the dream team to make that happen and building a strong foundation, the accounting, the bookkeeping team, the legal team, all that stuff, and really looking at uh, making a greater difference on the planet here and really making a difference in his lives because I was this kid who was most likely not to ever succeed. Mm. And you know, I've had a lot of peaks and valleys, had a lot of adversities, I've had a lot of failures in my life, had a lot of setbacks. But I just keep riding the roller coaster, you know, with the peaks and valleys of life and, uh, you know, getting hugged and slugged and kissed and kicked and supported and challenged <laughs> every day in my life. And from that, I feel grateful and I feel blessed with gratitude. And every day I count my blessings to, uh, you know, be a good steward here on the planet and pay it forward and pass on. So I'm really here just to be in service. You know, I'm 45 years of age now and my life now is dedicated just to, you know, philanthropically just to pay it forward and pass it on. I lived a great life and now it's time to pay it forward and build a legacy and build a foundation. Wow, what a story. I mean, it's so inspiring. I've heard the story a few times because Darren's actually speaking, uh, spoken a few of my events back in Vancouver, BC, Canada, but uh, I still get moved and emotional hearing that story, especially that uh, the divine encounter, because you could actually be dead, buried, uh, underground, six feet under, 
but here you are <laughs> through the magic of technology uh, speaking to me and inspiring literally thousands if not millions of people to, through through social media both online and off so uh, you know thank God for uh, for that day uh, when everything changed absolutely for sure yeah you know it's it's, it's interesting because every day in life you know we're either coming from a problem we're in a problem mm -hmm. right now or we're heading towards a problem and one of the things that I've really learned you know through a lot of trial and error over the years is that I always got elated to always want to focus just on the positives in life and whenever I had setbacks or adversities or failures or challenges I thought well, why is this happening to me why aren't I a lucky person and luck is really preparation meeting opportunity but what it is is realizing that there's two sides there's always benefits and drawbacks and there's always support and challenge and so the key thing is to understand that no matter what we do in life, people are going to support us and people are going to challenge us. And so we're going to have peaks and valleys. We're going to have good days and bad days. It's going to feel like a roller coaster at times. There's going to be times when, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you're self-employed, and you're going to run out of money. You know, people are going to say no to you. Your family and friends are going to criticize you and think you're a nutball or a whack job mm -hmm. or a crazy person. You know, and so we go through these life experiences. It's all part of the journey. And no matter whatever you want to play a bigger game in your job or your professional career, things start to happen. So it's just being mindfully aware that uh, you know you can do anything you really want in your life. It's not always going to be easy. You're going to have adversity and challenges. But the key thing is don't do it alone. Build a dream team of like-minded people. Get a coach. Get a mentor. Be in a mastermind group. Go take courses and classes. Study programs and study successful people because success leaves clues. Absolutely. And you know, one of the reasons we do all these interviews is because of that fact, success leaves clues. And one of the big dreams, you mentioned dreams and uh, goals, etc. One of the big dreams that people have is to travel the world. And a lot of us, uh, we hold back. I mean, uh, when I got married and had kids, we just were stuck in Vancouver for a long time. And I made this conscious decision that no, I'm going to pursue my dreams. And uh, here we are, you know, uh, six months later, traveling around the world, uh, being to, uh, you know, like 60 plus countries. And I'm really grateful as well, you know, uh, when you have the opportunity to see the world and uh, uh, to impact people. And uh, I haven't done it to the scale you have, but I'm trying to do my part by doing these podcasts and doing my blogging, et cetera. So, Darren, uh, I would love to hear some of your travel stories on Digital Nomad Mastery. We usually interview people about their travel and about their work. So we're definitely going to ask you more about your speaking career. But if you want to take us through those uh, countries you visited, uh, some of your personal highlights in terms of cities and countries. Sure, absolutely. Well, back in the early 1990s, I was fortunate enough to meet a mentor at a workshop one time. And he taught me about the power of affirmations. He's passed away now. But he taught me the power of affirmations where you affirm things, where you read things into your life every day. And some people do prayer, some people do meditation, but it's just reading things. And one of the things he taught me back in the early 1990s, because I, like yourself, wanted to travel the world, and there was two big objections, time and money, or it was both. And I didn't have the time, I didn't have the money, because I was so busy surviving, living paycheck to paycheck, just trying to pay the bills on time, right? Because I wasn't paying the bills on time. And... So what I realized that the affirmation I said, and I want to encourage your listeners to write this down and put it on your mirror, put it on your refrigerator, put it in your office cubicle, put it on your sun visor, your vehicle. And here's what you want to write down. How do I get paid to travel the world and do what I love and love what I do? How do I get paid to travel the world and do what I love and love what I do? And the hmm. thing is, no matter what you want to do right now in your life, personally, professionally, it could be a hobby. It could be a purpose, it could be a passion, it could be an interest, it could be a missionary trip, whatever it is, somebody right now on this planet is getting paid to do what you want to do. You just haven't met that person, researched that person, connected with that person yet, but I'll promise you right now, and I've traveled this world 
you know, I used to travel up until last year over 276 days a calendar year globally, 300,000 wow. miles a year, qualified wow. air miles a year. So I was riding in the front of the plane, you know, sitting mm. in super elite. And, and I know that from experience. Mm. But the thing is you want to look at is, is take out a piece of paper or a journal, or if you're digital, use the technology and mm. ask yourself, how do I get paid to travel the world and do what I love and love what I do? And just start to brainstorm in your mind different ideas and possibilities through a discovery of ways to get paid to travel the world. Because here's the cool thing. We get paid to solve people's problems, right? A doctor, a dentist, a chiropractor, a massage therapist, a reflexology, a construction worker, we're all solving people's problems. And the world is full of a lot of problems. Just turn on the local news media or national news media every day and you'll see a word problem. I'll give you an example. I had a chance just a couple of years ago to work with one of the wealthiest people in the world. And I've had a chance to meet some of the wealthiest families in the world. And I got this guy, he's a multi-billionaire, flew in on a private jet, met me at the YVR, Vancouver International Airport. So I had a one-on-one -on -one meeting with this guy. He flew in on a Gulfstream 5. And so before he flew in, I had a chance to do some research and some due diligence on him. So I go meet him in this private room at the Fairmont Hotel. And when I get there, he's got a stack of all these newspapers from across North America. And I think to myself, there's a disconnection for me here, Ricky, because I'm thinking, okay, this guy, based on what I read about him online, mm -hmm. is very positive. He's very supportive. He's a big team player. He's very big in philanthropy. But he's reading all this doom and gloom, all this negativity, all these newspapers. Not reading the financial section. He's reading all the doom and gloom. So I looked at the gentleman in the beginning of the meeting. I said to him, I said, sir, can I ask you a question? Why are you reading all these newspapers? Isn't this depressing? Isn't this, isn't this just you know, just shut your nervous system down with all this negativity. He looks at me, he goes, I don't know what your spiritual beliefs are, but he said, to me, I read the newspapers and I watch the news every day on television, on the internet, and I see all these problems around the world. And he goes, to me, that's God's to-do list of what I need to do. Wow, what a story. It shifted my perspective, realizing that when we see the media and we think it's negative, maybe it's our to-do list as a call to action to go out and support the masses of the population who are stuck that are indecisive, that are in an that have no idea to do it. So now I turn a crisis into an opportunity. And that's the thing is, how do you get paid to travel the world, do what you love and love what I do? Find ways to turn crises into opportunities and serve the masses of the population, and you'll be handsomely paid for it, okay? And there's mentors, there's coaches you can get about that. You're living, I'm living it. But the key mm -hmm. thing is to start to realize, how do I solve a problem? Right, And you might say, I don't have the education. I don't have the money. I don't have the life experiences. I'm a mother or father with kids right now. Well, because we live in a world today of virtual reality, of, of technology, where you know I'm in Canada right now and you're on the other side of the world, in mm -hmm. real time, we're doing this interview right now. And this will go out to people all over the world in different countries and different continents and different time zones across the planet. And so with technology today and with social media that's free, there's so many things that we can do. You know, I, I met a gentleman here a few years ago who was in Whistler, British Columbia, Canada, where you know Ricky. It's an hour and a half drive outside of Vancouver. And this guy was a young guy, early 20s. He was a ski bum. Uh, he was unemployed. His parents bought him a ski pass. I met him. And he, I said, what do you want to do? He goes, man, I just want to travel the world and just be with snow. I want to go hit every major ski resort and snowboarding ski hill in the world. I said, great. How do you get paid to travel to do ski hills? I have no idea. He goes, I have a GoPro camera. I said, what if you take your GoPro yeah. camera and start documenting all the different places and start writing a blog like you're doing with Daddy Blogger? And he does this today, and he gets paid. He doesn't make millions of dollars or a lot of money every year, but he makes enough to, to survive, to pay his bills, to mm. travel the world, and he lives a great lifestyle doing what he's doing. 
And so there's so many opportunities out there. You've just got to start writing things down and start to collaborate with like-minded people who believe in your dream of what you want to do. And you'd be amazed when you allow yourself to trust the process and be open to receiving how opportunities will start to present themselves when you're out there to be in service and be a go-giver, not a go-getter. <laughs> awesome. Uh, great examples, too. Both of the stories were uh, profound. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, the, the mental shift happening there, Darren. So, Darren, I, I, I particularly want to focus on you as a speaker because uh, a lot of uh, digital nomads, they would like to get into that thing, um, uh, you know, speaking, getting paid for it, et cetera, at conferences, corporations, doing training, workshops, et cetera. Uh, I, I mean, you mentioned things like Toastmasters is a great way. I used to be a Toastmaster for three plus years. Uh, Dale Carnegie, you know, his public speaking training is good. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how do you break in to the paid speaking circuit. Uh, tell us about what we can do as uh, potential sure. paid speakers. So there's two different tracks to look at. One is the corporate training industry where you're going to work with corporations that have 50 or more employees. And I've worked with 157 Fortune 500 companies now over the last 20 plus years. Or you can do the public market. The public market is you're going to go up there and you're going to sell seats. It's a grind. It's a hustle. You got you got sometimes you got have a budget to do this. It, it's a lot of work for sometimes you know break even or not a great return on investment. I chose to do the corporate training route, and that's why I trained over a million people because all I had to do was build relationships with decision makers of corporations and human resources personnel. Now I had to lock on. I still knock on a lot of doors. I still make a lot of phone calls. I still speak at a lot of human resources conferences around the world. So you got to make a decision if you want to speak. Do you want to speak to the public audience or do you want to speak to corporate business people? Corporate business people is a lot tougher, a lot tougher. They have high, high standards. There's a lot of due diligence they conduct on you. There's committees. Uh, you've got to submit proposals. They do background checks. Sometimes they hire private investigators to check you out. So they do a lot of thorough due diligence on you. The public market, you just got to learn how to book a hotel room, put butts in the chairs, and do an event. And so the thing is, Either way you do it, it's not going to be easy. It's a very competitive marketplace today. Uh, the key thing you got to understand is who is your target audience? Now, do you want to speak to single parent mothers? Do you want to speak to people between the ages of 25 and 45 married with kids? So you got to figure out who's your target audience. To me, I like dealing with decision makers. I like dealing with influential people. I like to, today, I like dealing with entrepreneurs, people that want to make a difference on the planet. I like to deal with people that uh, you know, open minded, that have businesses or want to create businesses. You know, like people always ask me, they go, what's your job? I said, my job is to create jobs. No, I'm not looking for a job. I create jobs, right? And so the thing is, is that you want to look at that. And then also find somebody who's doing really, really well in the industry. My biggest mistake is that when I started back in 1995 doing this, there was very few people I could count on two hands that were in the corporate training world. Okay, very few people. You know, I started in a city of 60,000 people in Vernon, British Columbia, Canada. And, you know, I had to go to Chicago and New York City and Los Angeles to get trained and developed. Today, with the internet, you can do so much different. So find somebody, because the big thing today is, you gotta do a lot of heavy lifting. What I do is find somebody who's got a lot of experience, and you can leverage time. That's the key thing. Because, and then find ways to speak at conferences and conventions, right, even for free. I've done, you know, I've probably done over a 1,000 free speaking engagements in the last 20 plus years, over a 1,000. You know, I, I flew to London, England. In fact, here's something to consider, okay? I'll give an example. Back in 2007, 2008, I uh, got a chance to connect with uh, Barclays Bank over in London, England. And the gentleman who I was dealing with has passed away now. But um, it was interesting because this gentleman made contact with me through a referral. I didn't have the money, and we we're going back and forth by fax machine. And what's interesting was we're using 
is a fax machine from, from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada to London, England. I went ahead and I, I told the guy through fax and said, tell you what, I'm going to jump on a flight from Canada and fly to London, England. Hmm. He goes, okay, I'll give you a 15-minute meeting. 15 minutes. So I went and phoned a buddy of mine up, borrowed $1,900 on his credit card with a promise to be back within 30 business days, which I did. And I flew from Kelowna, British Columbia, Canada, an hour flight to Vancouver, then a nine-hour flight from Vancouver to London, England, then jumped in a taxi cab and went to a Starbucks coffee shop, met the guy for 15 minutes, which actually ended up being 22 minutes. Then flew back. Seven months later, no communication from this guy. Seven months later, by fax machine, he finally sent me a letter and said, okay, we've agreed after careful consideration that we're going to bring you in as a corporate trainer. So the key thing is, what are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? How much skin in the game? What price are you going to pay? Like I, I flew from continent to continent for a 15-minute meeting with no guarantee, $1,900 in my pocket, and I didn't know how I was going to pay back the money, but I was committed that I was going to be my word and pay it back, which I did. I have had many times where I've tried to get into corporations to meet with a CEO or a decision maker or an executive, and the gatekeeper keeps keep me away from the decision maker. So I would find a way to get into that company to find out when that CEO is flying, let's say, for example, from Vancouver to Toronto, Ontario, Canada. I would then book my flight on Air Canada in the business or first class section of the airline and then sit beside the person for four and a half hour flight, direct flight, and fly all the way from Vancouver to Toronto, sit beside this man or woman, and then get in the airport and turn around and fly back on the returning flight back with no guarantee. And a lot of times I would build relationships. So especially today in a very competitive global marketplace, you've got to really know your stuff. Now, here's the difference. In business today, if you're going to do corporate training, nobody cares about your degrees in education. All they care about is what's in it for them in terms of return on investment. You've got to have a degree in results. There's so many life coaches out there today that have got their lives so screwed up and they're trying to charge money to coach people and they don't have the results. They're not living. I had a guy the other day phone me up and try to be my health coach. I went and researched him online. The guy, you know, I'm down 53 pounds in the last 18 months. And right now, at the time of this interview, is a 14% body fat index. And this guy was overweight trying to teach me about being a health coach. Well, buddy, you got to get your life together first. You got to live by example and be in integrity with your life. So the key thing is whatever you're going to train and develop people on, make sure you've got results that are verifiable of what you're teaching. So if you're going to teach people about money, you make sure you got lots of cash in the bank, your taxes are up to date, you've got a high credit score, and you can go out there and raise tens of millions of dollars of capital, and you've got a Rolodex of a lot of high net worth and ultra high net worth people before you start teaching people about financial education. Because you're going to get a guy like me in your room who's going to call you out on it for due diligence, right? Because there's a lot of charlatans out there. And so the thing is, you've got you to come from truth. You've got to come from integrity. Because in a world today of technology and internet, people will find you out and do due diligence on you, and it's not going to look good on you. Absolutely. Uh, uh, you know, some great insights there into getting the speaking world. I know one of your personal passions is uh, the continent of Africa, especially the country of Uganda. And uh, I, I know you got exposed uh, through there, through uh, Watoto, uh, uh, you know, the uh, children's choir. Uh, but now you have this huge passion to build a school, make a difference there. I would love for you to elaborate more and tell us a little bit more about why are you so passionate about Africa and Uganda in particular? Sure. So Watoto organization, the Children's Choir, brought me over to Uganda the first time. I've been over there a number of times now over the last few years, and I've branched off now meeting a lot of different people because I'm a connector of people. I love people because we're in the people business. And so I got introduced through Jude, who's a really good friend of mine now, and Jude runs the school. He runs day-to-day -day operations. He created the school, 
And then Tatiana and myself, our partners, we're our financial partners. We support the school financially and raise capital every year to feed all the children and to clothe and to educate the children. So currently right now, we have 300 children that are in the slums of Kampala, Uganda, East Africa at the Daystar School. If you want to learn more, just go to DarrenJacklin.com. You can see a picture of our new school we're building on there, a little bit of background, plus the link to the website, the Daystar School in Uganda. And 100% of the proceeds that we raise go to the school, which is great. But these children, I, I fell in love with Africa because I realized that um, the unconditional love there, just the culture. And so to me, being a philanthropist all over the world is a big thing, You know, whether we're doing stuff in Canada, the United States of America, internationally, but also globally today because we live in a global village. But I just fell in love with Uganda, East Africa, and the people over there, and, and Jude's a guy I highly trust and respect and admire. And so we feed 300 kids a day right now. We school them, we educate them, we feed them. And over the next five years, we're just building the master plan right now to actually take it to 1,000 children and to educate them. Because we don't know out of all these men and women who's going to be the next doctor, the next engineer, the next school teacher, the next scientist, the next politician, the next lawyer, the next entrepreneur. We don't know. And so I'm just grateful to be over there. We go over one to two times a year, and we help out with the kids, and we meet people. And, and I tell you, it's, just, it's, it's an amazing experience. If you want to put something on what we call your bucket list, I don't like to call it a bucket list. I call it a live list, things you want to live out right now, like you're living. Like you, you may put on your bucket list, I want to travel the world. Well, mm -hmm. you put it off to retire. No, you're living it right now with your family. Yes. Right? Yes. Even though your children are very small and very young, you're living it. Yes. So the school has been a huge blessing in my life, uh, You know, extreme poverty that they're in. Uh, from my point of view, they're in poverty. But you see, when you live over there in Uganda, East Africa, you're not in poverty because you have nothing to compare it to unless you're competing from village to village. So they're just living life, and they're living an extraordinary life on their terms in a third world country, even though it's a struggle every day to, you know, to feed themselves and to get water in the villages. But they have a big smile on their face, and they're very happy. So it's an incredible experience. They're, they're wonderful people to be around, and, and I just my heart's there, and I love it, and I – I'm still inspired to go back every time I get a chance to. Beautiful. Definitely re highly recommend uh, contributing, supporting. I, I was able to uh, take a look at the, uh, the school there on your website. So uh, very inspiring what you're doing, Darren. So you mentioned the word bucket list. Uh, what is on Darren Jacqueline's bucket list? I mean, you have traveled the world. You've seen every, all the continents. You've uh, visited so many countries. You've impacted million-plus people. Uh, what's your bucket list left? Yeah, so we're, uh, we're actually going to Antarctica on a cruise here in the near future. We're going to go to wow. Antarctica. So that's wow. something I've always wanted to go see is the continent of Antarctica. So we'll be going mm -hmm. to Antarctica. Uh, another one is uh, private islands now. You know, it's funny for networking and playing a big game in the world. There's a mm -hmm. lot of private islands around the world that you can actually go to very inexpensively. And I just love going there and meeting the culture, meeting the people and having fun. So I'm really interested in island hopping now and doing that. And then also, you know, which is fun is I love traveling. So actually going to, you know, I've got, I've got for example, I've got, um, I'll show you, I've got, I've got my vision letter. And this yeah. is something I read a couple times a day. It's eight pages. Mm -hmm. I write out every December of my life. I carry it with me every day where I go. Mm -hmm. And my, my vision letter now is to just get around people like yourself who live an extraordinary life on mm -hmm. their terms mm -hmm. and live an inspired life and want to have a lot of fun and want to contribute and make a difference. Mm -hmm. And we meet up at different places around the planet because really we live in a global village today, mm -hmm. right? And it's not expensive to travel. People have a perception it's expensive to travel. And yeah. you know, Ricky, you, you've got a wife and small kids, yeah. and you know it's like the skin you got in the game. But once yes. you start traveling, you become very resourceful and very creative. Yes, yes absolutely. Ways to make money and ways to, to barter and trade and ways to make requests and make uh, 
you know, you, you've stayed in places that are probably pretty nice thinking, man, if I just booked the travel at home, it cost me a lot of money. But when you're there, people, people love people. people strangers care. And when you're a go-giver, it's amazing what you can do to contribute to people's lives. And so uh, to me, the bucket list or the live list right now is, you know, go to Antarctica. I've not been to Australia yet or New Zealand, which I will mm. very soon. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, you know, I, I have these, these wild, crazy things to do things um, like a lot of snorkeling, a lot of scuba diving. I want to see the polar bears, the penguins in different parts of the world. And just if you've ever watched the documentary called Planet Earth that came out a number of years ago. Yes, amazing documentary. That, that documentary really inspired me about how beautiful and blessed we are to live on this planet Earth. And so I'm really, I don't know whether I want to go to space or not. I think I'll maybe <laughs> wait till they have several space missions go there. I'm a little bit scared of the, um, you know, it's new and I don't want to be the person, you know, blows up in the, in the spaceship. But, uh, <laughs> but I, I'm grateful that, um, you know, my big thing right now is, is, is building a, a lot of businesses and a huge investment portfolio right now and generating a lot of wealth, financial wealth, cash flow, so I can pay it forward mm -hmm. and see, you know, like yourself, Ricky, for years I've traveled the world and I've given a lot of people advice. Mm -hmm. and now I want to start writing checks. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'd rather, when I sit down with someone on an airplane and they've got a great startup business opportunity idea mm -hmm. and I give them advice, I'd rather write them a check for a hundred grand and feed them with a hundred thousand dollar check to kickstart them than give them wow. advice and see them struggle for the next couple of years. So I'd rather be the check writer writing checks for a million dollars, a hundred thousand dollars and supporting causes around the world and backing up with my money, putting my mouth where my money is and really paying it forward with that. So I'm really contributing to building businesses, creating lots of jobs and employment, making a ton of money, and then paying it forward and writing great checks for great causes around the world. Wow, I definitely look forward to following you and your journey ahead. Uh, you know, uh, if people wanted to connect with you, uh, befriend you on social media, follow you on the interweb, uh, find, out about, find out about the Darren Jacqueline group of companies, and uh, you know, get inspired by everything you're doing, how can they do that, Darren? You know, the best way to follow me on social media or find out more about me, just go to DarrenJacklin.com, DarrenJacklin.com, and the links are there for social media, and you can see what we're up to at DarrenJacklin.com. That's the, that's the mothership where we have everything that just shows what we're doing around the planet. And, you know, if, you wanna, if, you're, if you're an investor, you want to get investing, join our newsletter. We're on different projects all across North America all the time, different opportunities you can look at and be a part of this and come play with us. We do trips all the time, different places around the world. We'll just go to DarrenJacklin.com and come hang out with us and just resonate with you. Come have fun with us, too. So yeah, make sure you connect with Darren, a great guy. I love how he does his Facebook lives from around the world too. He'll be uh, with his girlfriend over there in uh, California. Soon he'll be in Africa doing these Facebook lives. And that's so inspiring. So highly recommend connecting with Darren. He's definitely a go-giver, as he mentioned. And he, he, he's made it. And he's ready, willing, and able to give back, make a difference, and impact others. So thank you for your time today, Darren. Good. Thank you, Ricky. And keep making a difference. Absolutely. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.